those mob fools want you gone so they can get back to the way things were. But I know the truth. There's no going back. You've changed things. Forever. And why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I, I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, no. No. No, you. You complete me. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Grass and Gear podcast. I'm FN Grasshopper and as ever, I'm joined by my talented co-host, Daniel Gear of Bolivia fame. Say hi, Dan. Hi, Tony. Happy 50th. Oh, yeah. Wow. Can you believe we got this far? Can you believe it? <laughs> I don't think um, anyone can, mate, to be fair. So there's only like, I think there's only two pod, FM podcasts that have got beyond 50. Um, so it does feel like a very major milestone for us. Uh, obviously, we've taken twice as long to get there than anyone else, but you know it's the way we put, I guess. But <laughs> congratulations, Dan! It's been it's been great fun. <laughs> you too, mate. You too. Um, this pod is FM Twenty One features. Uh, it's kind of a twist on the new features pods we've done in the past two editions of Football Manager. Um, but in those podcasts, it's generally me giving ideas over to the Dan and the contestants to defend, whereas. Dan had the idea to flip that a little bit and actually have us go away and create our own ideas and then have the other person pick holes in it and say why it shouldn't be in FM21. So I think you've done your homework, Dan, haven't you? You've got two yeah, ideas. I've yeah, I've done, I've done five minutes prep beforehand. Oh, well, so. that's, that's all I can ask for really, isn't it? Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we just need to go. I've got two ideas. You've got two ideas. It's not going to be a, a fairly um, long pod, I don't think. Um, no. But then we've got a bit of a Q and A. Obviously, we asked the, the world of Twitter um, any questions regarding the Grassing Podcast. We've got actually quite a few questions to answer, um, <laughs> which would be fun. And then we've had the big news of your your save reveal. Yes. Um, which happened last night on a YouTube yes. premiere. Um, millions of people tuned in at their homes yeah how many people have tuned in so far do you know i think it's something like 2.7 million people okay so you hopefully break free before release yeah definitely yeah definitely. um the stay at home warning by the government to definitely help my numbers <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we we had obviously all my family around watching it and we took advantage of the fact that uk restrictions for covid don't kick in till monday that six person rule so yeah. obviously we had everyone down here um, it was like one of the street parties we had in the, um, in the summer, like VE Day and stuff. It, it just, we just turned it into Dangir Day. That's it. Decorating <laughs> up and everything. I've seen the balloons. Yeah, yeah. We got all the balloons down around the, around the TV. That was a, that was a nice little little thing to do. Yeah, nice little touch. And I wasn't sure what 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 club you were going to choose. So I kind of, if you notice on the on the photo I posted yeah, on Twitter, it was everything. Um, yeah, I knew you wasn't going to go obviously Penrose. So I didn't do any black or. Or yellow. <laughs> I, I like a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> um, but the first most important thing, Dan, is the drink opening. Um, mm-hmm. I'm keeping with the Cobras. Obviously, still playing through that crate that you bought me. Um, <laughs> there's a slight dent in it now, but we need a few more pods. So maybe we'll we'll get into our Cobra after episode 60, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, I've got a Thatcher's Hayes. Okay, so it's two classics of grass and gear, isn't it? The Cobra and the Haze. Yeah, I just um, just want to tie in with most of the ones I've had so far. Yeah. Well, I don't leave the house anymore, so obviously I'm just rushing those Cobras. <laughs> 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 okay, Dan, we might as well just um, go straight into our drink opening and spark up. All right, let me... 
the 50th spark. Oh, it feels good. It feels good. It's better. Okay, Dan. So, Dan, FM21 new features. Yes. Episode L, which is the Roman numeral for 50. It's just kind of fitting, isn't it, with the loser theme of us. Um, <laughs> do you want to go first or shall I go first with a new feature? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Exciting. So, um, my feature is... It's sort of removing a feature... But it would be a new feature if they removed it. So I, I am, um, I always see my always go on about how, like, when people say things, say like, "Oh, you're a football manager. You're not a director. You know, you're a football manager. You're not a like a coach of the under 19s So thinking about that, I thought, well, why do we have the option to adjust budgets? So my new feature would be to remove the option to adjust budget. So when you think like you've got a bit a transfer budget or and you want some more wages, you adjust it and vice versa. I personally don't think that should come under the manager's like um job. That should be above him say, right, this is your budget, this is what you stick to. Maybe they would have to like well they do already, you can um ask the board to increase transfer or wages if necessary. We have to do it just like that. But I would remove the feature to adjust it with the sliding bar. Okay. Well, I can see you've only done five minutes prep for this. Uh, obviously, because <laughs> you're removing stuff that's already in the game, um, which kind of like hinders the game in a sense. Like you don't normally see features getting removed. It's kind of a bit of a, a bit not to say face for it, isn't it? From Wiles and Co. Obviously, take stuff well, out no. of the game. I can understand what you say about the manager doesn't do that. But then there's probably a lot of other things that the manager doesn't do in a football manager. Well, yeah. Do you want, do you want those taken as well? So like so yeah. squad numbers, he wouldn't do that, would he? And you know, we know I love squad numbers. You do love squad numbers. <laughs> um, but surely, if you took that out for a year, you took that adjustable sliders then, to, you know, to re mm. rejig your budget. Yeah. I bet you we'll do a podcast next year. You'll be asking for that to be put back in. Why? Because you you might need the help financially against you know we'll come on to your your challenge next year. Obviously you you're you know you're just a minnow with a, with a you know two or three at least two or three bigger clubs with huge budgets. You're going to need all the help you can get. I'd say. I I don't think so. I mean like a lot <laughs> a lot of the time, um, I don't even spend my transfer budget. But I see a lot. I see some people like streamers and YouTubers I watch and um. They do like, oh, I can adjust the budget to get that through. Which also has long-term repercussions on your club. Which is why a manager wouldn't do that. You know, he he wouldn't have that decision to make. Because at the end of the day, like, um, it depends on the structure of the transfers. You're talking one huge sum now. Or, you know, a huge sum in 12 months, 24 months, 36 months. Increasing the wage budget influences the month-to-month -month payments. So that the budget's the budget, Dan. If you've got that money, yeah, I appreciate that. But what I'm saying is, the manager wouldn't say, "Oh, actually, you know what? You're giving me ten million to spend and a hundred thousand pound a week of spare wages." But if I want this player, I can get him for eight million. But he wants one hundred fifty grand. 
Do you think that's really the manager's job to say, oh, if we adjusted, if I if I didn't spend that extra two million, we could spend that two million on wages, or do you think that's more a director of football and above's job? It is. I would say it's more director of football and 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 you know the head honcho is above the the manager, hmm. but there will be times when a manager in a football club will say. I want this player, just get it done. And probably not really overly fussed with the financials. It almost just says, it's your responsibility, but I want that player. And, you know, go out and do we, it. We had that option through other features, like um, you can interact with the board to try and get a transfer done. You can increase the wages, increase the transfer budget by requesting the board. Okay, so what you're saying, you don't want it removed, you just want that that ability just, as a question, basically, to the board. Yeah, so like, you, I don't think you're changing your idea now, Dan. You're changing. Your... No, no, I'm not. What I'm saying is, um, what it comes under, like, like my office always comes out and says, "Oh, that's not the manager's job. That's not manager's job." I don't think if we're talking realism, adjusting the transfer budget up and down, depending on whether we want to transfer to get four or more wages on a new contract for a player, comes under the manager's job. Yeah. So my suggestion, my suggestion would be to remove that feature, and then maybe add another feature from it. Which would be like you speak to your director of football and say, like as you do, and you can add them to like a transfer target, and they can get the deal done if there's not space. If there's not space, then you can't get it done. So I I would be happier with this feature if like it is what you said, where it's it's just re replaced in the game. But that's the key thing I think. I think we have to accept that we are playing a game. So. You know, you... if you have you had a realism, if you had a realism football manager edition, think how many things you wouldn't be able to do. Like it literally would just be some in some cases it'd be picking the team. Do you think being able to adjust the budget makes the game easier? Uh, well, the budget is the budget, though, isn't it? So if it's not, it it's is. not giving, it's not giving you more money. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. But then again, people a lot of people probably don't know know to do that. So I'm just assuming people's stupidity here, but they could just have a budget and see the transfer budget and not notice that they've got a, a real excess of, of wages. And well, not... it's been it's been in the game for about twenty years, so you'd like to think it was family by now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I I just don't underestimate the stupidity of football managers, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, how is how is Oliver Jensen? <laughs> <laughs> we should probably plug Oliver Jensen to, to make him listen to the podcast just to know that he's he's capable to do that in the game. <laughs> <laughs> he might actually overthrow PSG. <laughs> um, oh, I'm having trouble liking the idea in the sense that does it actually? It's not. This is not improving the game. Do you, do you think, I think you're not you're taking things away from the game you're making it worse I, I, for people yeah, I think I think by removing it it would improve the game <laughs> I think it would make it more of a challenge okay well which I, is what I always like I don't know what else to say I don't I don't think you've convinced me if I'm honest I, no alright then I think um, well, I don't know what do you think do you think you've convinced me I, I don't think that this, this makes I don't, the game I better. don't think your argument against was strong enough to say no <laughs> I would say you're sat on the fence, don't you? Well, sometimes you have to sit on the fence, but um, okay. I think collectively, both of us need to. After we've done these features, it's just to sit. It's just to have a quick discussion to think who who's got the better features. <laughs> so perhaps we, it won't be decided on this. That's all right. Um, we can work together. Anything else you want to talk about removing features? 
No, you can go on to your one now. No, okay. Uh, well, my one seems more more jovial and upbeat than your one, that, about taking things away. At least mine is actually adding to the game. Um, <laughs> it's actually forward-thinking and progressive, not like yours. Um, so, right, if you want to close your eyes, Dan, or even listeners, close your eyes, I'm going to just <laughs> give a bit of background to this feature that's going to be added to FM21, hopefully. So picture the scene. Got your eyes closed? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So you've got Mark Duffy, who was on the pod many years ago. Um, yeah. He's walking in a nice suit. It's been ironed. <laughs> it's, no, don't laugh. Don't laugh. It's, it's been ironed. It's very flash. He's flanked by Seb W um, from SI <laughs> and Miles J next to him. They're all holding briefcase. Um, and they're in Tokyo. And they're walking into the JFA, the Japanese Football Association's headquarters, to meet with them and other game developers like, is it Konomai and all that stuff, all that crew. And they're going to make a trade. We don't know what's in the briefcase, but they're making a trade for the J-League. Okay? The Japanese Mm -hmm. top league to be added into FM21 as a playable league from the off. Um, mm-hmm. No, no little download thing that they did with is it Gibraltar they did or something. None of that. It's this is big time now. They're thinking, they're thinking big. Um, and what does that bring, Dan? That brings people like Iniesta back in the game, been missing mm-hmm. for years. Thomas Vermaelen, Arsenal legend, ex-captain, <laughs> <laughs> Barcelona. Um, Kazuyoshi Miura. He's 53. We, we mentioned him on the pod a um, couple of years ago during the, was it the World we Cup. Did. Yeah, uh, we did. He's 53, still in the game. Like We didn't think then <laughs> that he'd still be playing, but he's still, he's still there. If you added that league into the game, you get those players. You get hundreds of content creators flocking to Japan. It's one of the most watched leagues, I think, in the world. Well, I think spectate, spectator-wise anyway, it's attendance is it's, it's popular. It's one of the really only major popular Asian leagues anyway um, and if that did happen I'd make you eat sushi on grass and gear and then just think of Hero, the Hero Yoshimoto who's <laughs> been a big part of the grass and gear podcast throughout the 50 episodes we've mentioned him on and off he would love it <laughs> so I can't see how you're going to say that you don't want this in FM21 well I was put off by the fact you said you are going to make me eat sushi to be fair <laughs> it's good for you <laughs> <laughs> um, adding the Japanese league, you can. I mean, obviously, unofficially, you can play the Japanese league anyway. Um, was it Konami own the rights for the Japanese? Well, I think they do. League. I put that in my notes. I wasn't sure if it's them. If it's them, mm. I think it's them for Parivo. Um, I can imagine it would cost SI a lot of money. I might be wrong. I don't know what. Happened. If these things cost money or not, I assume they do. Well, that's fine. Like, you're, you're one for removing the features. Just remove, like, um, the Bundesliga or something. <laughs> would you <laughs> I'm not joking. Say, straight swap. Would you say, adding the Bundesliga rights, this edition, improved the game? Um, I think I think a lot more people went there. Obviously, you, you jumped on the bandwagon, didn't you? That's not the question I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Did it improve the game? In terms of well, I didn't play in Germany, so I can't comment on that. It's not it's not for me to, to say. I didn't go to Germany and experience the license league, the player faces. At Do what, you think but, it improved the game? Well you no, didn't no, play Milan, no, so player faces isn't gonna game. bother. This improves the game because Japan isn't even in there. You could 
those players don't exist. Whereas in Germany, all right, they didn't have play faces, but you had the league structure and you could manage in there. This is this is adding a country. This is opening up a country that's been. Why why just Japan? Why not other countries? Well, yeah, why not? I only had one one feature for this. I wasn't going to say I'll oh, add all these countries because I thought that might be pushing <laughs> it. <laughs> I thought we'll focus on Japan. Obviously, that's going to cost a lot of money. Mark Duffy's going to have to trade in a few few perks as a job, probably trading his car to get this finance. <laughs> um, you know, you're going to have to work out that toilet that you posted on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to sell those frames that are wonky in the office. Um, um, I'm not. I'm not against adding the Japanese league to the database, but I don't think it improves the game as a for a feature aspect. Well, imagine the Premier League. Then imagine the Premier League wasn't in. Imagine if who owns the Premier League now? Is it is it EA? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what you like. What was if they had that restricted license and said you can't you can't have Premier League and it was just it wasn't there. And you go on, you go and play a game, and you say, "Okay, I want to buy Kevin De Bruyne or something. I don't know because you like Man City or whatever." Mm. And you try to go and buy him, and he's not in the game. You search for him, and but he's not there. If 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 you had the unofficial database for Japan, do you get the players in the game? Who wants who wants unofficial bogus data? Who knows if Iniesta is going to be the right level <laughs> of passing? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So you're you're not against it. You actually would like this. I'm not against adding a Japanese database to the, the um, game, but I don't think it's a feature which improves the game. I think your um, numbers for the amount of people that go to Japan are probably a bit over the top in your head because I'm sure from the, the stats from somewhere said before on um, Twitter about FM majority of the um, people that play it's playing England in the Premier League. Yeah. So I, I don't think they're seeing much boost. Uh, they will maybe like... Even, it was like when they got the German rights. Every Tom, Dick and Harry was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do a German save. That lasted a month. <laughs> you know? And and it would be the same with Japan. Oh yeah, I've been waiting since 1994 to have Japanese leagues added. Oh, this is a lifelong dream we've had. One month later, yeah, back to managing Arsenal. Yeah. No, I just... I can't... i got no issue with adding it to the game. I just don't think it improves the game. Well, to be fair, your criticism goes back to the stupidity of, of some people because they just chip <laughs> and change. But if they stuck at it, Japan is just it's a it's an amazing country, different culture. It probably is. It's got big stadiums. It's got mm-hmm. old players there. You've got young Brazilians in there. Very very high amount of Brazilians in the league. Sexy football. I just think I've, I is, um, I think it would be good. Is the Chinese league in the game? Um, it's in the game. I don't think it's licensed. Maybe. I don't think it is, but I could be wrong. I think it's in the game with uh, all the right teams and all that. Yeah. Um, and China's quite big at the moment with all the players going over there. Mm-hmm. How many Chinese teams have you seen this year? I have not been counting, but uh, I don't know. But I don't think you need more than one hand. <laughs> That's a good point, but you're comparing... China and Japan, which seems a bit of a generalisation, if I'm honest. You would say China is a more attractive, bigger league? No, I would not say that. You, you would. Just because you chuck money at something, doesn't mean it's... As a player, players are going to China more at the moment than they are Japan. So why has Iniesta ended up there, then? Well, obviously, China didn't want him. 
I didn't want any Esther. I heard it all before. I've heard it. Wow. Okay. No, but my point stands. Like, how many trainees need um, saints, do you say? Maybe the occasional journeyman saint oh, passes from China for a couple of years. I'll be honest, I've not seen anyone do China. Yeah. So, I think whilst the idea has left, I don't think it improves the game, and I don't think you're long term you would get the benefit. Let's say. So let's say Foot Manager sold two million copies this year. I bet the number of people that would play in J- Japan wouldn't even be one percent of that. No, that, that I, that's what I disagree. With. I think Japan is football obsessed. Honestly, I think so you think out of two million people, how many people? Well, how many people live in Japan? Let's have a look. I'm going to put a number yeah, now. We're not. Yeah, but this is. You're missing my point. For that, that uh, I assume it would cost quite a bit of money to get the rights. I don't think financially for SI. If it costs that much money, the percentage of people that are going to want to play in Japan long term, mm. you they get the initial hit up front. So unless they can get the rights for cheap, or uh, you know some sort of exchange with um, Konami or something like that, then I don't think it improves the game. Well, 100, 125 million people in Japan—that's that's basically two United Kingdoms worth. So you think? All, so you think if they got the rights? All those 125 million would buy No, I would say 60 million, 60 million Japanese. 60 million. Hero is oh, going to be recruiting. If, 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 <laughs> if that is true, then SI are missing out on a big share of the market. Yeah? And I hope... Any sold, I, if any sold 2 million, imagine how many turnover they would get if they sold another 60 to Japan. I, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think... I hope, I hope someone from SI is listening to this right now and n- nudges Miles on an MS team or Zoom call, whatever they're using, and just says... <laughs> FN Grasshop has actually made a good point here. He says we can sell 60 million copies of FM21 <laughs> if we license Japan. And honestly... I um, think I think um, it's great that you think they listen. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> this is the pipe dream. Uh, okay, Dan, well, I think we'll have to move on, Dan. Um, yeah. To be fair, this is really this is more competitive than um, I thought it would be. Yeah. I think we might have one, to open this one up. Year to, one year to me, so. Well, <laughs> I'm still in it. I'm still in it. I think we might have to open this up to people's responses over the course of next week to decide the 18th of September, Friday follow. <laughs> well, we'll see. We will see. Okay, so that's, right. that's my first feature. So over to your second and last FM20 feature. And I hope it's a feature this time. I hope it's not taking it away more of the game. It is a feature. My my second feature, which is a feature, is to add to the game um, uh, interaction with your uh, head of youth development and technical director in regards to youth intake. Now, in the moment, we just get a youth intake. And it's influenced by certain things like the personality of certain staff members. The positions you get is influenced by your staff members. I think you should be able to discuss a philosophy and certain positions that you would like to target with the intake. So, I mean, we if we look at our youth teams, our under-18s and under-21s, when they come through, we can tell... There, right, I got quite a good left back there. Hopefully, I don't get another left back. So, we can have an interaction th- the summer before the intake with our um, staff members we have and select positions we like to prioritise. From that, they could go out and poach from other clubs. Because one thing with this year is we get players poached from us, but we don't really see 
as poaching playlist. It might have happened under the hood, but it's not an inter- it's not an, like a news item or anything. And I think that there should be a way to implement a playing style from the long term because, like, in the moment we can set for under twenty three and under 19, 18, 19, whatever it is in your country to play our formation. If we don't select that, they play the, the that team manager's favourite formation. We should have the opportunity with this to implement some sort of philosophy. So, right, well, this is a tactic we want to play. It might not be the same as the first team because it will benefit a learning development for our youth players. From that, they will then go out and look at youngsters that will fit that playing style, that will fit that formation. Because when you're in League One, you you might know that when you're in the Premier League, you're not going to want to play the same tactics. So you have a tactic that you're evolving to. So from that, you, in, when you're in League One, you're discussing the thing, right, this is our philosophy, we want to play this type of football. And this is the tactic that I want to build the te- um, youth team around. And then you can highlight certain positions that you think are needed. Because if you, like I said, if you've got a brilliant left-back who just come through and he's 16, realistically, you don't want left-backs for the next couple of years. So they could potentially go out and think, right, right I want a centre midfielder. They go out and find a better centre midfielder. I think there's a big area that they can improve on that side. Because in the moment, we just get an intake every year, and what we get is what we get. We get no say on what we get. They they sort of improved it with their um, intake report advance in December and that. But there's no real way for us to influence a long-term philosophy. Because, like, you support Arsenal, or you did. You're not a fan anymore. I'm a former, I'm a former fan now, <laughs> yeah. So Wenger would have been saying, right, this is the way we play, this is the style we want to play, these are the youth, like, this, we got this player, but well, he doesn't fit that style, I don't think he's ever going to fit that style, but this player who plays <coughs> for them would, and we can bring him in, and there should be more going on. I mean, it probably, to a certain extent, does happen under the hood, but we don't see it. Yeah. And I just think, I think that would be quite a big feature and almost like one of the yearly big features to add to the game. So, some of what you're saying does excite me, definitely. Um, got a few things to pick pick on and just test you basically on this. But you mentioned about League One teams thinking about Premiership. I just want to ask you how many League One teams are in the Premiership in five years' time? In football manager, well, <laughs> not because... in real life. <laughs> well, you you yeah, want about but... realism? Yeah, we are on about realism, but. Like you said earlier, it's in a game and realistically. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can have two different arguments for two different Yeah, it's points. amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> um, no, but so, even as a Premier League team, then, so like even if you were, um, say, Southampton, for example, they always had a particular way of playing under Pochettino and yeah. stuff like that. And they, it sort of evolved a little bit, but you wouldn't say it's changed too much. To, to be so fair. You would have thought, I was jesting a little bit, obviously, because those League One teams could just have the style of playing attractive football, and that could just be applied to the league they're in, and you know, only look at the next league above kind of thing. It doesn't have yeah. to be Premiership. I mean, no. But it's like you look at Sheffield United, for example. So they come up what twice in three, four years. You would have had a sort of plan, like where we get promoted. Hopefully, we, our long-term plan is to get promoted again. Where do we want to be in X amount of team? What good players have we got? that it can come in through and we want them to fit that. See, that's the second part I was going to ask you about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, 
player styles and positioning, for instance, having having the ability to tailor that and, and what you get when they come through as yeah. 16-year-olds. But hang on, obviously, this is the long game, isn't it? Obviously, in a, in a, in a football club, these players are like there at like six, seven, eight. Yeah. So for, for this to work, you're literally guaranteeing people to play at that club for what? A decade, yeah, a decade in, into decade, because I'll come through as you know, sixteen year olds. Then I, wanna... I wouldn't want to finish the from coming through. I would just want like when you get youth in teams, do you ever notice it? It's always quite lopsided. You, so, in like, what way? so say say you're waiting for a right back for about three years in a row, you won't get a right back. Mm-hmm. Where if you could pinpoint, like you know, like my right back, my right back now is thirty one. Yeah, in a couple of years, I'm going to want and someone to take him over. Yeah, but if, if we haven't got if you're in that if position, we haven't got, got one, go and poach one. Ah, okay. And yeah, in terms of the poaching, bring them through. Yeah, like, we, okay. get, we get players poached off us. Go and poach one. It's like you look at my United at the moment. They've signed like four kids this week, all seventeen, eighteen, yeah. to fill gaps in their under twenty three team. So the, the the poaching thing is is the bit that I like the most there because you can say uh, it's more immediate. You know, it's still going to be also your three to four years of the first team, but you know that your youth teams are lacking a good right yeah. back, so you go and poach. So I do agree with that certainly. And to be fair, we could. Right, I know you could say, well, we could go and look at sixteen, seventeen year olds in the game, but again, that probably wouldn't be a first team manager's job. That would be more under the head of youth development, director of football, and technical director's job. Hmm. They like I can't Im- I can't imagine a first team manager in a Premier League club is looking at sixteen seventeen year olds to fill in gaps. They might if they get like a big one, they might be brought to their attention. But you know I I do think the youth development side as much. I I enjoy developing youths, and most people do. You see all these people like training when the kids up in that. It's a big aspect in the game which can still be improved on. So, but poaching, yeah, I agree with that. I think. You know, to fill to fill gaps in your youth side, that you know the early days. I think, in terms of like playing style and positioning, that's where I'm a bit. I agree, but I think that the, the fruits of the labour would only really come to effect in the decade. So, we know obviously we've we've yeah, been, we've, been, we've been raving about football managers. Obviously, they change. They'll be changing club within a year or two. They're never going to see it. But you might do. I mean, like I played 18 years on this side. So if I implemented this in the first two years. In a decade, I would have had about six or seven years of these players coming through already in the playing style that I wanted them to play in. All right, well, how many dang gears are there in the community? From one. Well, exactly. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're rare breeds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's not, a, it's not a bad idea. I certainly think this is better than your previous idea where you're taking things out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Improving think, the game. I think interacting with the head of youth development and obviously technical production staff it, it feels more realistic in the sense that you know those discussions must in some way be happening alright not very often but yeah um, I, I certainly think it's not I would ha- I would if this was a feature I would be happy with it and that's honest I'm being honest here Dan you can see I'm, I'm playing a fair game mm-hmm. so you didn't you, you didn't want Japan but you know just me. <laughs> I never say in one Japan. I just said I don't think it it would improve the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Anything else you want to add to that? Obviously, no, the the, the way it's, it, it does feel almost half baked. The way it is currently in the game, where you're right, you only get told about when things, how you know, how you've been poached, and obviously the whole the whole argument you can't lose what you never had, 
exists because you can't be downbeat about it because you never had that player yeah. in the first place. But the fact that you never... I don't think so. I might be wrong. I've never been told in my game anyway that we've we've managed no, to poach a player. I, I believe it happens under the hood. So I do think that when you've got... Sometimes you'll get a random nationality in your team. Right. I do think sometimes it's where they've been poached, but we don't actually get notified of it. I might be wrong with that, so maybe that's a question for someone who actually works for SI. But I do believe, under the hood, we do poach players. Yeah. Somewhere along the line. They're not all, like, born in Bolton. Certainly do go around and pick Born and bred in Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I do think that does happen to a certain extent, but we're never told about it. But it's like, to be fair, I'm going to say, I reckon I've had 40, 50 players poached. Yeah. So I've had, yeah, like, under like, loads of them, like, and okay, I get I I get a five percent if they make this many um, games, blah, more of sale and blah blah blah. But there's never an from a um, from a player sort of point of view. I like to see me poach somebody. Hmm. Well, in I'd it, like in FM twenty, go and get a fifteen year old from somewhere and go in my team, not not just all my fifteen year olds going elsewhere. So it happened to me in FM twenty in Mercy Lagos when someone took my young player and that actually it was Dorados so what I did my response to that was just become manager of Dorados mm. <laughs> uh, just, I mean I main, the main bit that happened to me was when I was in the championship right. a lot of the Premier League teams were poaching yeah so because to be fair we did have a good youth setup, so you could understand why it was happening but then alternatively why wouldn't I go down to say crew yeah. or have a good and poaching those you know no, it's uh, definitely a good one. I think one in two good ideas. It's not bad. Fifty percent hit rate, Dan. <laughs> so we're done. Well, let's see what your second one is. Well, mine is a bit contentious. <laughs> you're either going to love this one or you're going to hate it. Um, so the crux of this is the idea for FM21 is the ability to export a new gen and place into another save or into another edition, later edition, so backwards either backward capability or forward capability. I think forward capability is what I'm on about. But <laughs> um, obviously, I follow a, a good food account on Twitter, Ant Mac and Cheese, who does sometimes tweet for manager as well. And he's had a new gen called mm-hmm. uh, Roberto uh, Trevero, mm-hmm. Brazilian lad. Okay, so he's played 1,291 games competitively, and he scored... 1,514 goals um, and obviously Ant-Mac has kind of you know set this challenge as the 1k goal challenge um, and obviously he, he chose a league to stat pad in because Brazil's great for that because the state championships because you, you kind of play a, a rival but the, the more or less the rest of the state championship is just fodder basically so obviously Big Bobby T has just banged in the goals into 1.5k is a phenomenal record I don't think I've ever seen a goal scorer like him in FM if I'm honest I think that amount of goals is just incredible um, so I think Ant-Mac should have the ability next year or this year FM21 to take Bobby T from his FM20 as a let's say a 16 year old and put him in any academy or any team that he wants to for FM21 as kind of like you know port my Nugent basically it's a special feature um, and another person that would absolutely love this is Jago Mendoza so he'd, you know, he'd export his little wonder kids that he's had throughout the years um, <laughs> around his saves. And I'd, although this, you could say, yeah, this isn't realistic because it's, it's a bit fad, but 
the editor exists. Loads of people love the editor, don't they? Especially the YouTubers. Yeah. Um, so I don't I see. Like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see like how this wouldn't be warm to. I think you know, export my new gen. It could be almost be a grass and gear pod, couldn't it? We could just take new gens and put in people's saves. <laughs> <laughs> my first question is: So in the moment, this player is what forty-one. Yeah. So how are you going to get a sixteen-year-old at the end of a save to export him? It's when he's forty-one. Well, uh, this is F- for SI to come up with the logistics on that. Would it? Would there be like <laughs> a sixteen-year-old save file created for him or something? I don't know. Um, why? Um, why couldn't you just? You say about the editor. Why couldn't you just edit a new gender of the same attributes and um, personality traits and all that? And he had it sixteen to another one. Well, this is really hard because a lot goes on my head head here. But obviously, the edit is quite hard, isn't it, to do that? It's, it's a bit of faff around, isn't it, to do that? Um, and you'd often have to go and look at Roberto Trevero to see what he's mm-hmm. like back end hidden attributes. I'm not saying Ant Mac has already done that and knows that off by heart. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but that must be a lot of fiddly to do. I'd rather just have the ability to just one click. You know, you, you can export team in FM. That exists. You can you could export your Bolton Wanderers. And take them to a versus match against my Peñarol or something. If you wanted to. Yeah. Well, I, um, I personally don't like the idea. I don't. I, knew- I think it also takes away from the new one because the whole point of every new game is to sort of find that next new gen. So, like, you see people with their frame shirts with the names on the back, and then surely every year you want a different one, don't you? Well, yeah, it's a good point. But if you ask Anmac, is he ever going to get another Bobby T? And I don't think he ever... Are you ever going to get a 1.5k striker again? Maybe that's a challenge then, for next year, but... That is, a, that is a challenge every year. So what's the point in... Would he, would he get the same satisfaction if he just replicated the same 16-year-old knowing that what then what it would be? Think how attached people are to new gens. Obviously, you said about the shirts. Get shirts printed, made up, framed on your back, back wall. <laughs> that's the love that they have for these guys. They do, but then would, they would never get another guy, if you know what I mean. It's your, you it's your first love, isn't it? Up. It's your first love, isn't it? You don't ever forget your first love. Well, some people like to be in multiple relationships, don't <laughs> We don't look down on those people. Well, that's wrong. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just thought this was a fun feature. I just thought, you know... And you could, you, like, Bobby, I could ask... And I could say, oh, and could you sort me out? I've got a save here, FM21 hard but I quite like Bobby T just to be my youth system and, I, and I'd experience the thrill I'd have a little ride again like your previous one <laughs> it doesn't improve the game how does that improve the game it's the attachment to the previous player um, if I, I don't have no attachment some of my, some of my users have been brilliant I've got no attachment to them they're just players once, it, once their career's over, I'm on for the next one. Well, you're a cold-hearted bastard, Dan. And I know, but <laughs> once, once he hits 30, I'm looking for his replacement. I want the younger, sexier model. If this feature isn't implemented, we we know that Ant-Max can be powering up FM20 again next year and having a, <laughs> having a little look. I'm not, I'm not saying he does anything. Do that, don't they? People always do that. Oh, I'm going back to my FM18 scene that was amazing. Oh, yeah, I love playing this. And a week later, you don't hear about it again. True. They're like, oh yeah, the FM20 shit. I'm going back to FM18. I had such a great save with them. Oh yeah, and then they're like, 
two weeks later they're posting FM20 screenshots again yeah it's like you had that same thing didn't you it's just like <laughs> one, once it's gone it's gone you don't you know you don't when you go back it's not as good as you thought it was yeah so I I knew my two two ideas were going to be a bit contentious they're a bit <laughs> they're a bit upbeat they're a bit funky they're, they're, they're okay ideas but for me they don't improve the game no Okay. So I'm happy to take the one nil win for my um new Patreon <laughs> one. <laughs> well, maybe you have one here. I think we should open up to the listeners or listener to if we if we get any more listener, than one. Yeah. Um just to see what they feel, who has the better features. Uh obviously there's gonna be Saki people saying mine aren't features or Dan's actually not features, it's featureless because he's taking out features. So <laughs> we just had to accept that it's <laughs> But then, like I said, Improving the game by removing a feature is still a feature. <laughs> that should be the tagline of FM21. Uh, Miles will do a video and be like, "That's that. The that's video, the quote." Right. The only feature we're doing this year is we're removing a feature. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan Gear said it's going to make the game better. To be honest, Dan Gear said the game was going to get delayed, and it has been. Yeah. So. If Dan Gear says it, I'm generally one to believe it and and follow it. <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, okay. Well, we I think we've rambled along and. Long enough. Yeah. This on FM Twenty One new features. Um, I think we should go into the Q and A that we had. Yeah, sounds good. So I've got the the tweet that we sent out, um, mm-hmm. just for any questions. Basically, I wasn't expecting to get any questions, but there was a few, which was quite quite promising. Any um, good ones? Well, I'll read some out, and we can just talk <laughs> about the answers. So um, FM Easter, who's been on the pod before, he says, "How much longer is this going on for?" Um, another fifty. Another Next. 50, yeah. So another fifty episodes in the bank, and we'll, we'll maybe bow out a hundred, maybe. <laughs> um, so Daz again, he's been on the podcast. Uh, FM Heaven, um, is there any truth of the We Are the Community rumor that in fact you live together in a masonette in Bristol, and you have been happily married on and off now for five years? Yes. Next. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mad FM asks, how close was it being called? Gear and grass. Um, not close at all. No, to be fair, when we first did this, we never even thought about that. It's a good idea for Mad FM, to be honest. But it was always grass and gear, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It just feels right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe because I'm more important. I don't know. I come first. If that's what you need. To, that's what you need to believe. <laughs> <laughs> um, FM athlete, he says, fifty episodes is some achievement. Congratulations. Thank you. His question is. Um, just how much preparation, rehearsal, and training courses go into such a quality production? It amazes me how you get it almost spot on every time. Are there any plans to go full time with this? Tony does all the courses, all the production, um, preparation, all the research, everything. He did a brilliant job of that. I turn up. Dan, um, it's taken fifty episodes. But that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. And do we plan to go full time? Um, no, there's zero money in this at all. No, there really is not. Um, <laughs> preparation wise, if any, if anything, it costs me money. <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, to answer the point, obviously preparation. Generally, the pods do take some time, especially the games, the technical games, do take mm. a long time for me generally to form and get answers. Like the Wooda Lighty pods, they take a long time. I actually have to work one on one with the guests that come on. But this pod, for instance, the fiftieth, we've just done off the cuff, really, which is good. Mm. Some, some, it just, it just depends on the game, really. Um, rehearsals, we've never actually rehearsed a pod, but we had that one pod we did right at the start, 
yeah. that didn't feel right and we just thought no let's just um, do it again delete it and do it again delete it yeah and change it a little bit um, training courses to be fair Dan's already fully trained at everything so there's no point um, <laughs> doing that we, um, we've had a few technical issues with mainly the guests really isn't it yeah and that's why we've been off guests now for the last few months it's not worth it <laughs> <laughs> um, they didn't really add anything to it exactly <laughs> <laughs> or we ran out of money yeah well as we know we'll come on to it in a minute a lot of money is spent on the save reveals that you do every year um, yeah. and obviously you did that bit with Samo so it's taken a lot of our ability to attract names on FM um, and it's, it's kind of thing do we scrape the battle, a barrel and get an Ed Wilson or do we just not have guests so uh, rather not have guests to be fair yeah <laughs> um, James at fmpressure.com has said no so that's not a question that's just a statement okay. um, from 11.1 has asked is it true that there is a place in a man's head that if you shoot it it will blow up I assume so yeah I, I'd, I'd never fired a gun before I've done. I've been laser quest on my stag do uh, that's as far <laughs> as I got <laughs> um, Jim G who's also been on the pod many times uh, 50 podcasts in one week well well done okay uh, Ed Wilson has said what podcast would you say have inspired you um, Five Star Potential and One More Game podcast yeah I would say the podcast that have inspired us to answer Ed One More Game Five Star FM Notebook Winging It Pod Take the game pod, FM Central pod, FM Central, yeah, um, virtual socials, ten ten tempo, te- tempo yeah. whatever it was, tempo ten, high mm. tempo ten podcast, um, basically all the ones that Ed hasn't been on. Basically, there's a lot of pods that have inspired us. That's all, yeah. <laughs> <I think it's laughs> um, Oliver Jensen has asked, "What would you have done otherwise with your time?" played FM yeah to be fair you can answer that two ways it could be what would we do me and you with our time if it wasn't a podcast would we do anything different content wise or would we just call up we probably would just call each other up probably yeah just FaceTime yeah um, I take my I take my clothes off every pound you add to the pot <laughs> why are we doing a podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I think to be fair I would just be playing for the manager it's not to be fair grass and gear isn't too onerous for us really Really, it's just we just call up and have a drink, really, so it's fine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a good laugh. Um, FM Trek says, when do you, when do we get the FM21 save announcement, Dan Gear? Well, we'll answer that in a second, obviously, it's, that's happened. Um, and, right, okay, here's a Twitter handle for you. PT98 Wanyama Tomlinson has asked, how did you meet? So, <laughs> the first time we meet was actually a strip club. It was. And I had a little bit of a disagreement there. I caught Tony critiquing uh, strippers' <laughs> dancing ability. So that that was a great way to start their friendship. I'm surprised Dan actually continued to be my friend after that. Obviously, I made the <laughs> I made the strip the stripper cry a little bit, but um, wasn't my fault. Just if you, <laughs> it's criticism, isn't it? Maybe because we're a bit thick skinned with FM content. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, well, I think since doing the podcast with Dan, Dan's become a close friend. Obviously, we've we've had like fan days, haven't we? Yeah, and family days. Family days, we had drink ups and stuff. It's been a good mm. laugh. Um, we've also brought other people 
together as well. Obviously, OJ hosted us in his house that time as well, where we yeah. I broke a chair. But that let's just skip over that as well. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm rowdy, but I'm really not. That was one of my favourite bits, to be fair. When you just broke his chair and you were like, oh, broken chair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's how we met. Strip club in Bristol. Um, and I had a conference the next day. Um, and that was hard work, to be honest. Okay, that brings the end to the Q&A, Dan. It does. Uh, so thank you for your questions, everybody. Um, we were just going to quickly talk, I know time's rambling on, um, the Deer Gear 86 save reveal. So do you want to tell us what, what is your save for the next edition? Well, I thought it would be quite good to flip it. What did, what did you think when you watched it? Mm-hmm. Were, you, were you surprised by the team? I thought... To be fair, like FM19, you gave me... Well, FM20, you gave me so much abuse about picking an easy choice with Pinarol. And I'm not saying you're picking an easy team in FM21 with Saint-Étienne, but you're kind of forgetting the fact I did Lorient in, in the league below and got them up. And obviously, I've, I've taken a lot of hits with, obviously, my series of, with Lorient. But, yeah, that just that surprised me a little bit. I thought, well, hang on. He's already in the top league as well. <laughs> but the challenge is there. Obviously, you've got you've got a few older players, you've got a few younger players, um, you've got a, you kind of a an interesting team to build around. Um, it's obviously it is a sleeping giant in the sense that you know this team was one of the best in Europe for a few years. It obviously, had Michel Platini. Mm-hmm. Um, it's take they've not won a league for ages or any any cup. I don't think have they for a long time. Um, it still produces the odd good player as well. Um, yeah, I just I'm 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 very surprised by the save. I didn't think you'd go to France, if I'm honest. Um, but to be fair, I am. Um, we thought and I really enjoyed it. Once I, I enjoyed the whole thing, but I actually enjoyed being in Europe when I got there. Yeah. So I wanted a team that would outside of the European spots, but I could get to Europe while also having a challenge domestically. Because at the end of the day, PSG are going to be a challenge, aren't they? Yeah. Then you add in some of the other ones, Leon and Leo and all that lot. So it's going to be a, a challenge to get the title, but I also wanted to get in Europe. But then there's also an aspect that they haven't won the title for a long time. So that appealed. And that it mainly came down to, I was do, doing a research, because I always like to do research around April, May time. And they had a bad season last year. They nearly got relegated. So I read up on them and I was reading all about their great side um, in when they won the leagues in the 80s and 70s and what sort of style of play they played and the sort of players that played for them and it really appealed to me. And then um, I agreed to, I agreed to do it. I commissioned Curtie to do the video. I said to him, no rush, obviously, because this was like May. And then after that, they signed that, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name, Abushi or something yeah. from PSG, who's... He's like a um, 17, 18-year-old wonder kid. So that is something for me to build around. And I, um, I just, it, the whole thing just feels to me. I think um, I wanted to stay in Europe because I wanted to do, get, do the Champions League and all that. But I also wanted a bit of a challenge domestically. And I wanted like a historic club to build around. So bring back the glory days. But I, um, I have a bit of philosophy behind it. And I'm going to reveal all that in a blog post, probably. Yeah, I think. So I don't want to give. Yeah, don't want to give too much away. When you when you see obviously the stadium on TV and stuff, um, I've never actually been there, but it, 
I think I read before it's kind of very English stadium kind of thing and mm. it's um, obviously the club itself had like the first four or five managers I think were English mm-hmm. um, and obviously I noticed today looking through the manager list of John Toshak went there as well randomly for like two months <laughs> um, back in like the turn of the millennium um, it's got like a little bit of English heritage kind of thing so w- will you be an English manager over there or would you would you be French I haven't I haven't decided that yet. I think I always like to be the nationality of the country I'm in, so I probably will be French. Amazing. So we get Morgan back on the pod, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think I think what you said, obviously, recreating the team of, of past and trying to bring the glory back is is always a, a classic mm. challenge that FM is like. Mm. I think it'd be very interesting, and I think a lot of people would be interested to read it as well. Yeah. So that's what, and I am. I've got a style that I want to take this save with, so um, obviously I don't want to give it all the way out, otherwise no one might read my blog post. So, or steal um, it. So it'd be interesting, I think, from that point as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, and obviously thanks to Curti for turning it around. Obviously, I think you said he had like a few months to do it. To be fair, <laughs> he probably did it in the in the day before you chased it. Oh, yeah. Right? I've, but, he, um, when you when you tweeted out about where, where is it, I sent it to him, and he's like, oh, shit, I forgot, I'll do that tonight. And he was out ready the next day. Um, accent no, accent was good I think in, in some places it was a bit touchy but he did a really good a- accent in French um, but I particularly like actually his accent in German and obviously the Bolton one as well <laughs> nice touches he's a hero that bloke yeah we have to get him on again one day when we can afford him yeah yeah. Well, come on but cheap he's quite easy so. yeah probably the cheapest one of the five star <laughs> definitely <laughs> okay well um this moves on to any other business. Obviously, I was just going to shout out, obviously, because it's our 50th episode, and just thank, obviously, the listeners for listening, um, but also the guests that have come on in the past. Um, I think we've had 27, I've counted up this morning, 27 guests on Grass and Gear. Um, I was just going to quickly run through the list in the order they first appeared. Um, there's obviously some caveats to that. Obviously, Curti, talking about Curti, did come on the pod for like 20 seconds once, didn't he? Um and then we brought him on about a, month, a year later. Um, so I was just going to quickly run through them, that's all right? Yeah. So we've got fmjames at pressure.com. Thank you. <laughs> um, if we Should we alternate the thank yous? I'll thank James and then you'll thank the next one. I mean, just read out their names and do one big thank you at the end. That makes some more sense, yeah. So <laughs> Oliver Jensen, Hiro Yoshimoto, Morgan Grass and Stacey Gear. Uh, they come as two. They come as one line. Uh, Matthias, uh, rest in peace. Subscribe. Curti, we mentioned. Paul Golden FM. Paul Wanless, also known as the Northman. Jim G. Ted Redwood Gaming Limited. Mike Accordin. Graham the Gaffer G. Ryan Cookie. Loki Doki. Christopher Proud. Daz FM Heaven. Mark Dyfer from SI. Ed Wilson Cameo during Five Boys and One Cup. Daryl Saunders. French Thomas from La Rochelle. Doop, Mad Ricky from Scotland, Chris Eady from East Belfast, Dale, our FBL chef, Peter Prickett, Diego Mendoza, and JC Jesus Christ. Thank <laughs> you. Quite a list, isn't it, of heavyweights? Heavyweights. That's not that's not fat shaming. Just saying. They probably they probably do way more than me, except for Morgan <laughs> and Stacey. <laughs> um, but no, it's quite a, a varied range of people we've had on the podcast over the years. Definitely. Um, and they've all brought different different characters and chemistry to the pod and I think some of the games we've had has been such good laughs really 
Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully the next 50 we do will be equally as good. Well, I hope so. And we, like I said, we will get more guests on and stuff like that. Obviously, with the issues going on in the world now, it's been quite hard to tie who people up and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but um, we can't physically get to them and tie them up like we normally have to. That's the thing. Normally with the distancing, we're allowed to tie them up yeah. during during yeah. recording. So it's a bit hard to do that. But um, <laughs> no, going forward, we will have more games and more guests. Um, obviously, as FM21 ramps up, we'll discuss that as well. Obviously, in a game, no. Hopefully, people enjoy tonight's one. Yeah. And um, agree with both my ideas and... Um, and vote for grass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, the only other thing in any of business from me, obviously, I'm not playing any FM at the moment. So there's no, there's no content for me to to plug really no. to myself really. Um, but mm. I was just going to mention the Scottish FM E Club failure from FM Samo. So obviously, Samo yeah. was doing doing an, um, an E Club from Sc- Scottish creators. You know, why is he doing it anyway? Not many people cared about it. But I think every goal scored, you pledged money, didn't you? And yeah, he chucked it away. He chucked it. He threw it away. I think he got he got out of the groups and then was like, no, fuck it, charity, don't give a shit, and just kind of just folded and just. I think he lost something ridiculous in the on aggregate. I think he didn't he smash the groups and then get a buy. Yeah. And then got beat by nobody. He negotiated a buy so we didn't have to put money to charity, and then obviously then just threw it away. Uh, it's, it's, I'm quite I'm quite shocked. Really. To, I heard the guy he lost to was blind as well, but. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. So yeah, um, we just had to no, mention that. Sammy did well. He, um, he scored 21 goals, I think. So I um, donated £21 to charity. I got um, some Scottish mental health charity that he um, supports. So, it's probably going to Mad Ricky. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, I mean, like, mental health is an issue in the moment. Yeah. But, um, it's like out there. And um, so it's good to see him support something like that. So I was quite happy to donate the money to that. Yeah. Okay, so have you got any other any business or should we just end the call with an awkward goodbye? I'm good to go. Okay, you're good to go. <laughs> I've kept you long enough then. Well, all the best then and I'll, I'll speak to you soon. <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers, guys. Um, thanks for listening to the past 50, 50 episodes and we'll see you next time. All right, bye. Bye.